production of WordSouth and Pioneer Utility Resources. Story Connect, the podcast. Helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What is it like to go through the process of dropping TV service? That's what we're going to be talking about on this episode of Story Connect Podcast. My name is Andy Johns, your host with WordSouth and Pioneer. And I'm joined today by Christy Barecki, who is the marketing manager at New Hope Telephone Cooperative in North Alabama. Thanks for joining me, Christy. Thanks for having me. So it's wild that, that we haven't, haven't had an episode with you on here before. So I'm glad that you were able to join us for this one. And the idea for this came up with a conversation uh, that we had back in December uh, where you guys really went above and beyond. I know there are a lot of folks uh, out there that have talked about getting out of the TV business. But when you guys were talking through the process that you went through, um, it was really kind of above and beyond. And I wanted to be to be sure that we um, that we covered that and we shared that with everybody. So. I guess let's just start off at the beginning and, and tell us a little bit about um, about NHTC, just some of the basics. Okay. So, um, like you said, we're located in North Alabama. We're in Madison County. We're just south of Huntsville, which currently is, is booming. There's a lot of growth in the area. We have about 5,000 customers currently, but we have a lot of organic growth going on in the area due to Huntsville growing so much. Um We actually started offering TV service back, I guess, probably in the late 80s or early 90s. Um, And it's just like with telephone service, our customers here couldn't get anybody to come to the area with TV service. Um, There were some areas that could get like satellite. For the most part, they couldn't get service. So we did decide to bring service to the area. And of course, we started out with just a handful of channels and we grew from there. Um, We are 100% fiber to the premise. We actually have been 100% fiber to the premise for just a, a little over five years now. So that was that was a long project getting everybody switched over to fiber. Sure. And we were super excited whenever we were 100%. And that's a big detail. If you hadn't brought that up, I was going to make sure to bring that up because I think that's a big part of what enabled you to do everything else that we're going to talk about is to have, have that, that fiber network um, in place. So for a lot of years out there, you know, folks have said the the folks who provide um, TV, either by you know cable or, or an IT IP TV um, solution, it's it's more of a, a kind of a lost leader. Nobody's really making any. In fact, a lot of folks are losing money on TV. Um, but you guys had done, um, you know, where a lot of folks would would like to drop TV. You guys had done um, some surveying and, and looked into it to see just how viable it was to um, to pull the plug and, and move away from it completely. Can you tell us a little bit about the kind of the, the fact finding and, and what kind of thought went into it before before you made the decision? Sure. <clears throat> so initially, our first thought was never to get rid of TV service. Um, oddly enough, when we first sent out these surveys, it was more of a, you know, content costs were going up every year. Right. You had your uh, local retransmission agreements, and initially they were must carry, which meant they couldn't charge for their um, programming. Well, then they switched over to the local retransmission model, and um, we actually <clears throat> were telling our customers from the beginning um, when we started talking about dropping TV service that our local retransmission channels alone had increased by more than 791% from 2013 to early 2021. Wow. Yeah, so um, when we first started looking at TV service, we were looking at um, 
other alternatives we could offer our customers. Um, we looked at channels, you know, what channels were popular for our customers. We actually sent out an in-depth survey and we had asked for feedback on each channel that we offer in our package as far as, you know, I watch this channel all the time or rarely or never and just kind of got feedback so that whenever um, it came time to renegotiate contracts, if that was a channel that a majority of our customers were not even interested in, then we would just drop it. Smart. But unfortunately, what we realized is that was going to take a while and that really wasn't helping us anyway. I think we ended up only dropping um, Stingray music channels before okay. we started going a different direction. So we had looked at, um, we were looking at, you know, over the top and streaming was becoming popular. So we were looking at an alternative for our current TV subscribers where we would have an over the top streaming solution as well as they could keep that traditional feel. Mm-hmm. But we realized when looking into that, it actually was going to end up costing us even more money to go that route than just having our traditional IPTV service. Interesting. So we decided then that that was not an option for us either. So that was when we started looking at potentially getting rid of TV service altogether. And so we just kind of started reaching out to other cooperatives that we knew were either in the process of doing it, had already done it, or maybe we're talking about doing it just to try to get some feedback from them. Sure. And then what, what does that decision uh, look like internally? Is that something that had to go to the board or that, that y'all were just able to decide there um, among the managers or, or how, how far and, and how long does that decision take to, to be made to make a, a big change like that? So initially, um, it was just a discussion among the management team just to kind of get a a feedback from everybody. And of course, we got a resounding, yes, let's do this. Let's move forward with getting rid of TV service. So at that point, once we had all of management on board, then our general manager, Daniel Martin, he took the presentation to our board of directors. Got it. So then once the decision is made, that's the kind of the sweet spot for you and I and, and most of the folks listening. That's when it gets into communicating about it. So let's let's talk through that and then let's spend some time here. Um, the decision is, to make, uh, is made to drop TV and, you know, there there's going to be a certain percentage of folks out there that any kind of change to anything is going to upset some folks. So I know that that was on your mind. Let's talk about how you went about communicating about this change to, um, to, you know, to the folks you serve? So in early March of 2021, that is when we actually started um, getting this message out to our customers. So at this point, we had our management team on board, our board of directors on, on board. Um, we had already gotten our ducks in a row as far as information we were going to share with our customers. So we were comfortable um, at the beginning of March with releasing that messaging and our sunset date for TV service where we were going to kill the head end and TV service would be no more was at midnight on July the 1st. Got it. So you were looking at what's that about, about four or five, about four months. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a lot to do in a, in a pretty short window. I, I don't know that I realized the window was that short, but, um, okay. So you make that decision and then, uh, you, you've got that deadline where do you go next? How do you start letting folks know? So um, 
when we were looking into other alternatives for TV service, um, we actually had looked into Dish Network and they offer um, an agreement where you can partner with them. And then when you sell um, Dish Network to a customer, you actually get a revenue from that. Yeah, like an affiliate affiliate program. program. So what we wanted our customers to have an option that was similar to what we offer because so many of these customers are, are older demographic because a lot of the younger demographic had already took to some kind of streaming option over the internet. So um, we knew that our customers wanted something that was similar to what they were used to. So, um, so we did decide to partner with dish and dish was great to work with. Um, They actually helped us with our first uh, letter that we sent out to our customers Mm-hmm. We sent it to all the TV customers in early March, and it was just some information about, you know, why we were getting rid of the TV service. Um, let them know that we were partnering with Dish and why that was a good option for our customers. We also, also sent them a list of frequently asked questions just to kind of give them an idea of, you know, what do they do with their set-top box when we don't have the service anymore? Um, are we still going to offer their Internet service, which, of course, that's a big yes. Mm-hmm. Um, just some questions that we felt the customers may have that we could answer right off the bat for them. And what was that, what was that response like? Um, what were some of the, uh, what kind of feedback did you get? And, and was it as big of a, as, as big of a, a deal for some folks as you thought it might be? What was, what was the response like? It was a big deal for some only because our TV service was all they were familiar with. Um, sure. We had you know, kind of a growing pain back when we went from um, coax TV service to IPTV where they had to learn the set-top box. And, you know, we didn't realize that we would have those customers who would be afraid of the change. But mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like the way that we went about preparing ourselves and preparing our customers and we were able to answer their questions and our main message to our customers was we are here for you during this transition. We want to help you find whatever option works best for you and your family. We're not going to just say we're not offering TV service anymore. Good luck finding something else. We just made sure we drilled the message home to our customers that we were there for them and really wasn't as bad as we thought it would be. Okay. That's good. It's always good when 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 it's not as bad as, as you're as you're prepared for. It sounds like y'all did quite a few things along the way to make it better. Now, one of the things that you guys did um, that I've not heard of anybody else doing, and you know maybe it helps that you guys are close to Huntsville, and so the you know the over the air options are are better than they would be for some folks a long way from a metro area. But you guys actually helped with antennas, um, you know, so, so that folks could get the, the the broadcast over the air, which isn't something. Um, that I'd heard of anybody else doing, but it is something that, that just drives home, like you were saying, the fact that, that you guys are, are there for them. Yeah, so um, in thinking of our customers, again, going back to most of these TV customers are of the older demographic. We had quite a bit who were on our Lifeline TV package, which basically is only your local channels. So, and like you said, us being close to Huntsville, luckily we were able to, um, we can get good signal here for over the air antennas. So um, we decided that we would have the option for 
customers to be able to um, get an antenna through us. And we actually purchased um, antennas from Amazon. We sold them at cost. We did not mark them up, but we did charge an installation fee. We had a set amount for up to four TVs. And then anything beyond that, we would have to send a technician out um, to get a quote for those that would need more than four TVs. And I'm sure that folks were just, I mean, you know, like I said, you're not getting that from from other providers, I mean that that really speaks to you know the cooperative mission you guys have and and a commitment to the community. So that's the detail I wanted to be sure that we discussed because I think that's um, I think that was great. Now, so beyond uh, beyond the satellite, um, were there any other you know because there's so many different streaming services out there now. There are different platforms like with the the Fire Stick and the Roku and all of the different items. W- were you guys pretty pretty neutral? on whether they signed up for um, YouTube TV or Hulu or Netflix or whatever they are, if they if they weren't signing up for anything, were you guys pretty platform neutral there or did you make some pretty strong recommendations on, on what folks ought to do? So we were very neutral, even though we had partnered with DISH. We made sure that DISH understood from the beginning that we would not be I hate to put it this way, but shoving that down their throats. We just wanted as many options for our customers as possible so that we could hopefully find something that would work well for them. Um, What we ended up doing is we had a very in-depth TV tab on our website, and I can credit um, other cooperatives. I had looked around, done some research, talked to some other companies, and got ideas from them and just kind of took what worked for them and then added what I felt would work for us. So on this TV tab on our website, we had information about dish. We also partnered with sling so that there was a, an over the top option there. Um, But we had information for so many different streaming services. If they were looking for something that was like a, a traditional TV service. We gave them information on YouTube TV, Hulu Plus Live TV, Fubo TV, um, Philo. And there was information as far as, you know, how many channels they have, the cost per month, um, things like that. Kind of in a, almost similar to a spreadsheet, but they could the customer could click through and see all this information. Um, we actually even, I took our, channel lineup at that time that showed every channel that we offer and I made um, like a spreadsheet and showed you know if their favorite channel was ESPN it would show what platforms they could get ESPN on to to try to help them decide which one of these options is going to work best for the channels that I enjoy watching and that information is still on our website now the the Channel guide may be a little outdated because we haven't touched it since we made this transition. But if anybody's interested in looking, we do still have that information on our website. Well, I have heard that um, I have heard that college football is a fairly big deal for people who want to watch. So I'm pretty sure that was that was probably a driver for a lot of folks. ESPN and some of those, like you said, uh, they're in they're in Alabama. There's been uh, um, I'm not even going to say anything being a Georgia boy about what happened, uh, anything else. But I, I know I know those live sports are a driver for, for everybody uh, on stuff like that. Yes. So when you, you said that the reaction wasn't as bad as you thought it would be, but then you go through all these steps. And um, I, I'm hoping that folks were appreciative. Do you think that along the way, taking those extra steps, making that chart, having the antenna options, think that, you think maybe you made some fans or, or what? after you guys were working through those um, 
with folks and, and really being, like I said, going above and beyond to be helpful. Uh, do you think you won some fans along the way there? Or what, what is the response from folks once you once they see what all y'all are doing to make the transition a good one? Oh, definitely. We had customers um, that were thanking us um, for the help. And I, I forgot to point out, we had a showroom set up in our lobby. And of course, this is happening during, oh, nice. during a pandemic. However, right. things luckily were very quiet during that time. So our lobby was open. We were able to have customers. So um, we have a TV in our lobby. We had dish set up on it. Um, we had a, an Amazon Fire Stick, a Roku box, and then we had different streaming services. And we invited our customers, you know, the ones who were, you know, not sure which route to take. We we're like, hey, just stop by our office. Um, we'll be glad to show you. You can test this out in person and see what, what you like better, what works for you. We also invited them if they purchased, um, say they purchased a fire stick, we invited them to bring that fire stick to our office and we would set set it up for them. We would add whatever um, over-the-top streaming options they wanted. And that way, basically, they just took it home, plugged it in and watched whatever they wanted to. And again, that goes back to us being small. We do we were blessed that we were able to get that in depth with our customers and help them. And I just feel like that helped us out tremendously. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's all that anybody could ask for. That's, that's more than, that's really more than folks could ask for. I, I don't know how many of those you did yourself, if you did a lot of the demos or, or showing them, but either from, from doing those or from what you've heard from the folks who did, what are, what were some of the biggest, um, things folks had to overcome you know is it, is it just it looks different than flipping channels like they had been for 40 or 50 years or what were some of the the things that make people hesitant or or challenges for folks in making that switch so i did not help customers our customer service team was extraordinary and they helped them but i did over here in the lobby our mm -hmm. um, customer service reps helping and I will say probably the biggest challenge is, like you said, it looks different. So it's not just like they pick up their remote and they start flipping through channels. They would have to get used to that app or whatever option they select. So it, it's, it is a little different than what they're used to. But once they came in and we were able to kind of demo for them, that did make them feel a lot better. And we still had some that were like, I miss my guide, you know, but. Sure. Um. They've worked through it, and um, I will say, as far as popularity, I think from what we know, now we did have a lot of customers that we have no idea what they went with, Sure. but um, YouTube TV was very popular. Okay, got it. I know that's one, you know, with the live, going back to the live sports, that's, they usually do pretty well there, so uh, when I was looking at, at what we talked about earlier, so July 1st rolls around. And you guys still had a few hundred that, like you said, wrote it out till till the very end. So did you hear from any of those folks once? I mean, I guess wh what happened? The TV just, just went dark at uh, midnight on July 1st. Did you hear from any of those folks? Or um, Yeah, so it, it did. It went dark on midnight or at midnight on July 1st. And um, there were close to 800 people who stayed on TV service. And if you look at it, when we started... On, uh, at the beginning of March, we had about 1,700 TV subscribers. So they so slowly started dwindling down each month. And then we just had mm -hmm. those that wrote it out until the bitter end. And mm -hmm. we probably, we had less than 20 calls 
that next business day. So I think those people, they already had something lined up um, and they just right. decided to keep us until the very end. We had a, luckily I was afraid we would have so many people say, what happened to my TV? Like we've tried right. so hard to right. get this message out to you and you've missed it. But like I said, we had maybe 20 calls and they were all, can you help me decide what to sign up for? Excellent. Well, that makes you feel good that at least they, at least most of the folks got the message. And uh, yes. I know that can be, that can be frustrating when you feel like you've communicated over and over and over again. So sounds like that's a, a success story for sure. Well, the last question I had for you, um, let's, let's get your advice or let's get your thoughts about um, what would you tell somebody who is one of the many telcos out there that I talked to that is thinking, you know, man, we're losing money on TV and everybody's doing streaming. Uh, what advice would you have for somebody who's in that boat and thinking about, um, about pulling the plug on, on TV service? Sure. So honestly, I really wish we would have done it sooner. Um, I would definitely recommend prepare yourself as much as you can so that you can prepare your customer. You know, going back to the, the antennas, you may want to consider not promoting that option. We did promote that. We had it on that TV tab that I had told you about earlier um, where customers could see, hey, we can get an antenna from them and they'll install it Um our technicians were not happy about that because it did take a pretty good bit of time to get those installs done. So we I'm did sure. end up choosing a cutoff date to where we removed that information from the website at a point that we felt like we probably had most of those who were going to get the antenna sign up. But if we had somebody call and say, hey, I had saw or heard that you would install an antenna, could I go ahead and sign up for one? We would go ahead and do it. Um so that's something I would say I would kind of caution. It was a great option, and I'm so glad we did it because, like I said, we had a lot of older customers, um, but it just it was very time-consuming for our technicians. So, um, like I said, just kind of consider whether or not you would want to promote that and just um, let your customers know that you're there for them and try to help them find something that works for them. Well, it certainly sounds like you guys went above and beyond in doing that. So I, I appreciate you sharing all those um, those insights for us. Thanks for the advice for folks who are in that the, in those shoes, because I know there are are quite quite a few out there uh, trying to make that decision, and, and it's it's kind of a tough one. But it sounds like it was the right one for y'all. So Christy, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Andy. She is Christy Brecky, the man marketing manager at New Hope Telephone Cooperative in Alabama. I'm your host, Andy Johns, with Word South and Pioneer. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. Story Connect is produced by Word South and Pioneer Utility Resources. Both companies are built to share your story. Our associate producer is Sarah Wooten. Story Connect is engineered by Lucas Smith of Lucky Sound Studio.